today on The Breakdown. It's a $200-$400 cash game hand featuring everybody's favorite players, Garrett Adelstein and Matt Berkey from Live at the Bike. It's one of those spots that we end up in where one player is got a really good hand. He's pretty high up in there in his distribution, but he can only beat a bluff. And it's a huge bet being shoved his way. And these are just tough spots that I think good players find themselves in. And how do you make decisions about what to do? That's what we're going to talk about right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. We've done so many Garrett Edelstein, Matt Berkey hands at this point. How many have we done? I don't know. Three? Three, probably. Maybe two. (laughs) But we've done a lot of individual hands of each of them. Berkey, my gosh. Edelstein was before him kind of like, oh, yeah, we're doing a a Garrett hand every other week. It's true. So Garrett plays like a bit of a crazy person, puts people in tough spots. We probably need to make him a playlist, too. We made Berkey a playlist. I think we probably have enough Garrett hands, although a lot of them are podcast only. So yeah, there's no no podcast playlists. Do people really watch playlists anyway? I don't know. Probably not. Not so much. I mean... You watch like the poker time playlist to make sure you're you're yeah. just watching poker time. That's different though, right? Like people are like I want to watch just Garrett Adelstein hands. Maybe they do. What do I know? Who I'm just a guy. Maybe Matt Berkey wants to watch him to study before he sits down at the yeah. table to play against Garrett Adelstein. We I think we tag Garrett in most of the anyway. Let's not have this. It's discussion. not important. Let's just move on. But the playlist you should watch is poker time. That's important. Yeah, that's great. That's of course our weekly cash game. It's a five ten game. We do the commentary on it. It's great. Please watch it on YouTube. It's free. Yes. That is all. That is all. Um, so, yeah, these guys, they both play aggressive poker. They play different kinds of aggressive poker. Yeah. Berkey does all these weird decisions, and I would say for, uh, Garrett, while trying to be balanced and things like that, mostly is just like insanely aggressive and bets a lot. That's really, really yes. big amounts. Berkey is more um, nuanced than that, but I don't know. But I think Garrett may be like have... I don't want to make any obvious pronouncements here, but if I if I would guess that Garrett is probably um, more comfortable slash more um, accomplished as a cash game player anyway. You think so? That's my guess. I'm not sure if that's true or not. I don't know. Maybe I'm only I only ever see these very few hands that these guys play, and they're always just weird, wacky hands. And so I don't really know. You're right. I feel like a lot of what Garrett is doing is just like putting massive pressure on people yeah. and hoping it works out. I agree, but he's smart too. It's more yeah. than just that. Right. But Berkey definitely is thinking about more things, but I don't know if they're always the right things <laughs> to be thinking about. Garrett, I think like is making plays that I think are probably profitable over the long haul for the most part anyway, if, if not entirely, you know, so I'm not sure Berkey's always doing that. I'm curious to think if what he does in this hand is profitable. Yeah, me too. I'm just going to try to figure that out. This hand suggested by Holden Cantrell. Who is okay. uh, on a little streak? He's and uh, is he a Hall of Famer? Of course, of course he is. Oh, you're just trying to make enemies left and right. I was trying to set you up to say no, and then I was going to slap you down and make you the bad guy. Yeah, for you once. think I'm going to fall for that shit? You think <laughs> I'm as bad at my personal PR as you are? You got all these Hall of Famers all mad at you. They're a powerful <laughs> cabal. What are we going to do without suggestions? They're just going to. They're going to. I, I think Max Sawyer said he was going to start sending suggestions to Alec Torelli because yeah. Oh, because we didn't give him credit but for did something. You, did that you notice that he hashtagged it oily Alec? <laughs> I, <did>. <laughs> 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 I was like, wow, that's, that's that's harsh. That's pretty strong. Yeah. That is why he's a Hall of Famer. He knows yeah, he knows stuff. how to hashtag. I think I think he deserves his uh 
This was also suggested by Evan Denninghoff. Yeah. Not a Hall of Famer yet. I'm going to say it, but wow. You know, he's, he's making suggestions. He's on his way. I think Evan Denninghoff is a clear Hall of Famer. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't know what I but think. But he's got, you know, he's. I don't. We don't have a. We don't have like a big chart somewhere with how many suggestions people, everyone's people made. People might think that we do at this point. We really how. don't. I have no idea how many suggestions anyone's made. Not really. I know Ben Page has made a lot. I know Brian with the Y has made All a right. lot. It's not about how many they've made. It's how many they get through. That's really what matters. Of course. Of yeah. course. So that's I, what I mean. I feel like I have a general idea of who's doing pretty yeah, well. You, you have, you're better at that stuff than I am. I don't. Uh, I don't pay as much attention. You don't like remember anything. Yeah. <laughs> so. Why would you? What's yeah. there to remember? Yeah. I remember names of actors and actresses. Yep. And directors. Yep. And every so often, I remember a hand I played from a long time ago. That's about it. And the entire Business Wars podcast because you love. Well, that. yeah, that's great stuff. <laughs> I'm listening to Hasbro versus Mattel right now. It's excellent. I, I highly hope. recommend it. I would skip that one. That sounds boring. It's not at all. Not at all. Okay. Anyway, not a sponsor. All right. So they suggested on Twitter, of course. We are the poker guys on Twitter. Mm. If you have a suggestion, please include a yink. Uh, a yink. No, please. What were you going to say? I was going to say YouTube and link, but they kind of got combined. A yink. Please include a link and it's a YouTube link. It sounds like a uh, an epithet, a racial epithet. A in yink. USA. A yink. <laughs> it does. It does. I don't know for who, but let's not get into that. Okay. Um, Good idea. Include a YouTube link. Yeah. And if it is not just a singular hand, we need a timestamp if it's like a big episode or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can suggest from Poker Go as well if you want. That's fine. I know that's not YouTube. Uh, that's cool. Go ahead. You know, we're not afraid. I'm a little bit afraid because it's not as not as user friendly software. It's harder to like, move Yeah, you around. get annoyed. Yeah. But... That's neither here nor there. Let's get to the business at the end. The business end of things is this 100, 200, 400 game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes it a big game. That Adding the blind adds a lot of action. If I recall, these are the kinds of games where Garrett buys in for some uh, outrageous amount of money often. Yeah. And he he's probably got, did once. He's again. got 200,000. Yeah. In this that's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sure. 200,000. Right. 500 big blinds. Why? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Because it's a lot of money but that's what garrett likes to do speaking of a lot of money bill perkins is going to open the action we haven't talked about old bp for a while perky does still live perky lives but you know does he live well i think he does i think i think he's a billionaire so i think he lives i think he's living really well actually i think he's probably it seems he's at least you know he's one of those people where like you see all the instagram photos and you see this it looks like they're having a great time and you don't really know if they are yeah he seems like he really is though like i kind of believe him he probably is. I but mean, they all lie. That's the thing. All those, all those Facebook photos, all your friends who look like they're having a good time. This is a, they're this not is having a good time. This is important. This is important. Let's talk about this. Don't feel bad about yourself. Johnny listener. If you're listening and yeah. you're like looking at Facebook and you're like, Oh, all my friends from they're, college, look at how much they love their baby. Exactly. They fucking hate their they baby. Hate their they baby. want their baby to be dead. They fucking hate that thing. <laughs> they look like they're happy in marriage. Guess what? Yeah. Nope. Think they're having a good job? They're showing that car? That's not their car. No. They don't have a car. They stole that car. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody has anything they claim to have on Facebook. Yeah. But Bill Perkins might. Bill Perkins probably does. He's got a yacht or two, I'm sure. Oh, seems so fun. Anyway, congratulations, Bill Perkins. You did well. Yeah, he did it. Anyway, let's get into the hands. (laughs) Okay. By the way, I just like to point out, you said they want their baby to be dead. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I didn't mean that, but, but I don't know. It depends. Are, are we talking about uh, Jennifer wow. and Matt from, from San Fernando? Because they do, but <laughs> just saying. not everybody. That is, that is some gauntlets being thrown, but let's, let's get into I the hand. I was going the hyperbolic route. Yep. 
It's, you know. Yep. Why you got to... You're, you're just mad about the whole Hall of Famer thing. You're trying to find I'm a way to tear... I'm mad about Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad about Instagram. Okay, come on, please. Let's begin. Everybody living their aspirational lives makes you upset. They, no, um, they're lying lives. They're not aspirational. They're lying. They're they're aspiring towards being what they're They're claiming. pretending to be something they're not. That's not, that's not aspirational. That's true. It's fraud. I don't think it counts as fraud. They're not defrauding you. Anyway... Bill Parkins is going to try to defraud the table by raising with nine, six suited under the gun here. That seems a little loose. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got some new Mike Sextonisms. Okay, go ahead. I may have to do them as we go through here. Okay. All right. We, we got to pretend. That someone's <laughs> you doing a, Wow. Jonathan's really up in yeah. his own head. He's just enjoying we himself. Gotta pretend someone's a beekeeper. <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and continue without Jonathan for a second here. The Mike Sextonisms, by the way, that's a poker time thing. That's not a thing we're doing. (laughs) All right. Anyway, Jonathan's the only one laughing in the world right now. Bill Perkins. No, man. There's some people out there. They love it. Can we pretend someone's a beekeeper, please? A beekeeper? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Bill Perkins can be a beekeeper. Yes. All right. Fantastic. Bill Perkins, the beekeeper who is a Uh, billionaire. Yeah. Um, so he beekeeps he bee in his spare time just for fun. No, he's a real bee. No, it's his occupation. That's the only way this is going to work. Okay. okay. So he's made a billion dollars beekeeping. Sure. Very fancy bees. Cheers. He's got 140,000 in front of him. He raises under the gun with nine, six of hearts. This is obviously a little bit too loose. I'm going to need you to do some analysis, Jonathan. <laughs> I will at some point. I promise. All right. I'll do the analysis. Nine, six of hearts. <laughs> Is a bit too loose to be opening under the gun in a game with a bunch of good players in it, but Bill Perkins doesn't care because he's made of money, man. He's, he's a billionaire. Yeah. So he's going to open a 1200 with a nine, six of hearts folds to Garrett Edelstein in the cutoff. And he has five, six of spades. And as I mentioned earlier, he's got $200,000 in front of him. He's going to make a relatively eh, a normal size three bet to 4,000 with five, six of spades. How much did Bill made it? 1200. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a relatively normal size. Yeah, that's fine. In position. It is strange to do with five, six of spades against the under the gun opener, but maybe he knows he's, Bill is wide as hell. Yeah, he's just like, I think this is just an attempt to isolate Bill Perkins. Exactly. And also, yeah, isolate in position where you're going to win a lot post flop anyway. And this is why you play. This is one of the reasons you have 200K in front of you, right? It's yeah. like to be able to do shit like this. I and mean, how more, much does Bill Perkins have in front of him? 140. Yeah. If you were paying any attention, you would I mean, know. I was busy laughing and wiping tears from my eyes about a thing that good. hasn't even been said yet that nobody knows about. What'd you say about a thing that hasn't been said yet that nobody knows about? Better yeah, be, I'm probably better not be going to say it. Better be good. <laughs> probably not going to say it. Wow, what a waste of yeah. everybody's time. Watch, watch poker time to hear the beekeeper jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Everybody's going to get on that. That's that's good. That's how you make sure people watch. Exactly, poker it's all incentive based. You know. Yeah, it's brilliant. If you want beekeeper related humor, that's Mike Sexton beekeeper humor. You might be able to figure out some of the jokes based on that if you know what we do on Poker Time. But please, let's get back to the hand. All right. So this is simple isolation of an inferior player by yeah. Garrett Edelstein. Maybe he hopes if he plays enough hands with Bill Perkins, Bill will offer him $500,000 to get a tiny tattoo of something. I mean, that's it was 550 actually. 550 for, for Jeff, Jeff for Jeff Gross. Yeah. Um, and it was just like a like a small rainbow tattoo. Yeah. On his like, back where nobody, where nobody would ever see it. I mean, come on, man. I would do that. I, yeah, I would do it for... A lot less money than yeah. that. A lot less. So would many, many other people, by the way. But anyway, continuing. Billionaires don't always spend their money wisely. Yeah. Um, all right. So Matt Berkey ends up in a weird spot in the small blind, which is, of course, extra small because it is a 100, 200, 400 game. So yeah. it's just the $100 thing. And he's got two jacks. 
So this is automatically just a strange spot. Because Bill Perkins was under the gun, right? Yes. Yeah. So And, like, and Adelstein 3-bet. I mean, you can't fold two jacks. No, especially not against Adelstein. No. So we either 4-bet with the intention of hoping to take it down right now, which isn't... Uh, incredible i mean we can get called and be ahead yeah we can get actually you know what i assume at berkey we have a lot of money in front of us too right he actually only has 80k okay but that's still a lot yeah still 200 blinds yeah so we can four bet and get called by pocket pairs and worse hands um what do you think is better here because we're not folding so is is calling better we're going to be out of position if we just call perkins is often going to come in but four betting is going to put us in a spot where either player could reasonably five bet us and we may just have to throw our hand away depending on how big they make it. So what do you think is ideal, optimal? Well, I'm going to have to try to overcome my biases here because one of my longest rooted biases in poker is trying my hardest not to expose the strength of my hand in a traditional manner by flatting a three bet with jacks or tens. Right. Like it always feels like when somebody flats like out of position, when there's already been a three bet and they're cold flatting, they have jacks or tens. You can have a lot more though here when you're this deep. Yeah. You can have almost all pocket pairs. Right. Right. It just sucks that he has jacks. So it like feels like, Oh, everybody's going to know what I have. Everybody thinks jacks is like the number one hand you think of in this situation. If somebody flats, right. Yeah, but you got to believe Berkey especially is going to show up with some weird stuff. Yeah, Berkey's probably going to show up with like 910 suited and stuff like that here. So that makes it better to flat if you can if you can add other weird hands there. Yeah. 910 suited. I don't know if he's really going to do it from the small blind when they can Maybe not, but okay, he could have like but a, other pretty ace good 10 hands. suited. King jack suited maybe. Absolutely. Ace jack suited. A bunch of stuff. I think I think maybe all pocket pairs that are yeah. not aces and kings. I mean, there's obviously the traditional problem when you four bet of like, yeah, I could get five bet by either player. Perkins is wide, but he's under the gun, so yep. he has the strongest part of his range. Perkins isn't going to bluff almost ever if we four bet here. That's the good news. Like, yeah. Um, so he's going to play correct. He's going to. He's not going to lose his mind. But Adelstein is capable of losing his mind here. And if he's going to five bet and we're going to fold, then we know he can five bet bluff. That's a reason not to four bet. Yeah, but if Perkins has been crazy wide, which often he is, yeah. we just probably just discount him a little bit and think like, okay, if he five bets, that sucks. It's too bad. That yeah. didn't work out, but that's like a very small percentage of the time. Right. And maybe we can read the situation in that Edelstein is trying to isolate Perkins, so Edelstein is going to be a little wider too. Yeah. Also, Edelstein doesn't like to fold. I mean, it's fine if we get called by Edelstein's range here. We might just want to put more money in against Edelstein's oh, current yeah. range. I, I think we do. No, yeah. if we get called, we're really thrilled we're almost always ahead yeah it's if we get five bet by edelstein that's the problem right that's a concern where edelstein doesn't have to have it and he can still five bet us because he's garrett yeah and i don't know how often he's really doing that but he's doing that some percentage of the time a lot of players are never five bet bluffing in this spot right in a cash game ever yeah Edel- um, edelstein might edelstein got probably got at least some some five bet bluffs there especially against berkey like you're saying yeah it feels a bit more comfortable to play it is a call, but it also feels a little bit like face up. You it's face up and you lose so much more of the time. You're now three handed out of position to both players. You're going to get outplayed some percentage of the time. You're going to lose more. I'm not sure. It's probably more profitable to four bet it, but I can completely understand calling. And that's what Matt Berkey decides to do. Yeah. He calls. I get it. I probably would have too. Yeah. I'd be afraid and call. I think is mostly what yeah. I do here. And Bill Perkins now has to call 2,800 to win a billion. So he's yes. calling with the nine, six of hearts. Easy call. Yeah. $13,100 in the pot. $13,100 worth of nitrogen in my heart. Does that make sense? Of course it does. $13,100 worth of nitrogen. Yeah. That's not very much nitrogen. Nitrogen is very expensive these days. Right. And I'm, of course, not referring 
only to the element, but also to the website, Nitrogen yes. Sports, which has a poker room, Jonathan. It's got an element of poker as well as an element of, of fun sports betting and, and fun, as well as an element of casino games. I see, I see that you're trying to do a thing, and it's really good. It's a theme. It's a theme. And another theme is if you don't use the link in the description, then you better might as well just stop listening. You know, you know what Watson would say about that? Elementary, my dear Holmes. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> Jonathan totally nailed it. All right. So yeah, feeling good over here. Nitrogen is a Bitcoin only poker site that gives you a lot of advantages. One of the best and really the by far the best is the fast withdrawals. So if you bank a tournament, do well in, in the casino, do well in any sort of sports betting, you get your money out fast. And I'm talking 90 minutes. Other sites might use Bitcoin, but other sites don't do it that fast. They make you wait a couple days still, which is kind of bullshit. It's crappy. Yeah. Nitrogen doesn't do that. Also, if you use that link in the description, you get access to our exclusive monthly poker guys tournament. It's really good. Yeah, they uh, they guarantee a thousand buy-ins. You usually get like eighty players, so there's over nine hundred buy-ins just sitting there, extra sitting around. We call that an overlay, people, and it's super cheap to buy in. Also, it's a tenth of a millibit, which is like forty cents. You're crazy not to get involved. Someone say it's an elemental decision. <laughs> yeah. All right, get on nitrogen, get you some poker. Element, <laughs> elemental. Yeah. All right, thirteen thousand one hundred in the pot. We've got Garrett with five six suited of spades as the three better. We've got Bill Perkins with nine, six of hearts. And in the small blind, we have Matt Berkey with two jacks. The flop is ace of spades, jack of spades, queen of diamonds. Ding dong ding. We're Matt Berkey. We're loving it. We're loving it. Adelstein loves it a little bit too. Yeah. I mean, it's part like the flop supposed to hit his range and he flopped a flush draw. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Those are pretty good. I mean, he might not think he has a ton of fold equity. I think he probably wouldn't think that. Although if Berkey's calling with all pocket pairs, he does. Yep, which is possible. They're deep enough that Berkey can only have two sevens here, I think. Yeah, that, that's definitely a possibility. And Perkins is wide, but yeah. Perkins does have some aces in his range, obviously. And yeah, but like you can bet now and you can bet later also, whether you get there or not. You know, is Perkins going to call three barrels? He is a billionaire. He's willing to call down. But I think it's a pretty good spot here for Garrett. Yep. Although not so good since Berkey has a set of jacks. All right, so... It checks through. Everybody checks. It's ace, queen, jack. Yep, two okay. spades. So everybody checks this flop. I want to talk about two of them: the Berkey and the Adelstein check. Yeah, let's do it. Do you think Berkey should be leading with a set of jacks here? No, because it's a range board for for Garrett. Garrett's going to bet this board so often. Isn't yeah, he? like let's give Garrett a chance to bet it. Why do we want to bet and have Garrett fold a six, seven of diamonds here? You right, know? seems crazy. Um, it's also super strong for Berkey to just suddenly bet out after flatting the three bet from the small blind. Yeah. It just seems like a bad idea. It's hard for Berkey to get value no matter what. And this is one of the problems with calling from the small blind. But I think we just ha- as Berkey, we just have to check. Probably true. Perkins is kind of just like, oh, I'm done with the hand. Yeah. With a nine, six. Now, Garrett checking. That's the most interesting. Agreed. Because he does have plenty of aces in his range. He has all of the monsters in his range. Top set, middle set, bottom set. He's got a flush draw in his hand. Seems like a time that traditionally people are going to bet a lot. I would think Garrett has more King 10s than the other two guys also, actually. Maybe Perky can have it too. But I don't think Perky has any King 10s. You said maybe. Perky. Or did you say maybe? Perky because Perky lives. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's, I, that's pretty that's confusing. confusing. Right. Bill Perkins can have King 10 because he's super wide. 
Um, maybe Matt Berkey can have some King 10 suited, but I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't you expect wouldn't, him to show up You wouldn't up expect that. it, but we've seen Matt Berkey show yeah. up with weird hands before. That is true. Um, but Garrett absolutely can have King 10 here, yeah. I think. But, I mean, more traditionally, yeah. he has all the sets in his range, an ace-king, an ace-queen. I'm saying he's legit uncapped, though, yeah. which is pretty awesome. And he's got a flush draw. I don't know why he's not betting. I think I know why he's not betting. I think Berkey. Yeah, he thinks Berkey has too many calls based right. on the preflop action. If Berkey has jacks or tens, he's obviously never he's not folding those hands. If he's got any ace, any suited good ace, like ace 10 plus, which he can have here also, yeah. he's not folding maybe ever against, right. against Garrett. And so Garrett just won. The problem is, so what's the plan? We're going to like check, hit a spade, and then yeah. try and get value. That's a pretty, that you, said, you said that like it's insane, but it's not. <laughs> it's really not actually, because also by checking, it's really hard to put uh, Garrett on a spade draw, yeah. which is pretty sweet. Garrett, maybe this is a way of sort of Garrett to cover a few bases at once too. Like this way, he's not just going to barrel into um, either of these two guys. By the way, Perkins can have a reasonable piece of this board too. He can have like good aces and stuff. Yeah, like that. absolutely. He can. can have top two and stuff or or ace jack or yeah, something. Yeah, it might just be that it's too hard to get it through two players on this board when it's a three-bet pot and there's a uh, cold collar. And you combine that also with the idea that um, if a spade comes, they're not going to put you on spades because right. you're Garrett. Of course, you're betting your flush draw. Like, I would assume Garrett's almost always betting his flush draws. You yeah. Know? So that that's kind of a pretty sweet combo, anyway, of, of stuff. Yeah, I, I kind of like the check. Yeah. I kind of like it, too. All I'm right. surprised he does it, but I, I, I kind of like it, too. So they all check. The turn is the king of diamonds, which brings four to a straight on the board. It's now ace of spades, jack of spades, queen of diamonds, king of diamonds. Yep. Brings a second flush draw as well. Kind of sucks for, for old Matt Berkey there. I mean, you don't Not love it. Not a great card, but we still have a set. Yes. That's good. We, all, we sometimes have the best hand, and we certainly have redraws. Yes. Perkins can have us in trouble with some of our redraws, but... Uh, Garrett usually doesn't. Garrett's usually going to bet like his ace king, ace queen, ace jacks on the flop. I would think. Yeah, and his sets. Yep, you'd, you'd expect, but maybe he wouldn't. Maybe not all the time, but most of the time. Yeah, but you would also expect him to bet his flush draw most of the time on this board. In fairness, right? So Berkey's going to check. Yeah, I think he has to check. He could bet, but it's... I guess he could. But like, I, I like checking. Like, let's give like Perkins can have a ten. And there's no reason to just get like blown off the hand when we've got a hand that can maybe get huge value from Perkins if we if the board pairs. Yeah. Perkins has a straight. He's going to give us a lot of money if the board pairs. He's one of those guys who's probably not going to play it as careful as he should. Right. Um, and Garrett may see this as a good bluffing opportunity. Garrett could have a 10 as well. Oh, Garrett absolutely can have two 10s. Like, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Two 10s make sense. I mean, as we know, he could have a lot of other 10s based on him having five, six suited. I mean, he can have queen 10, Jack 10, 9, yeah. 10, all those. Kinds Maybe of 8, tens. 10 suited. Yeah. Yeah. So if uh, checks to Garrett, because, you know, Perkins is just done with a hand, which is fair. And Garrett's going to start repping a 10. Mm-hmm. He bets 10K. Yeah. So he's basically repping just a straight, right? He's not saying I had a set of aces and waited till now until bet. I don't. I think that's correct. Yeah. I think he's clearly repping a 10 here. Yeah. So as we said, traditionally, it's really just two 10s, but... We know Garrett can have other 10s, and I'm sure that Berkey knows that Garrett can have other 10s as well. Perkins probably knows it too. Now, if Garrett had two kings, it's possible he could have two kings and play it just like yeah, this. Yeah, because he turns the set. And both guys check to him again when the straight comes, yeah. where they really might bet a 10 with two flush draws out there. Um, and now he bets the kings to protect as well as get value as well as charge the draws. Yeah. 
And if there's a 10 out there, he's going to hear about it. And it's going to, I mean, he's deep enough. He can call if he wants, depending on how they size it. And that's fine. Yeah. So maybe he can have Kings here too. It kind of sucks for Garrett that a second flush draw came in because if yeah. his opponents want, they can put him on that. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. to have two diamonds here. Right. Because what else does he really have when you think about it? A 10, tens, diamonds, and maybe Kings once in a while. Right. Yeah. And maybe random like ace four suited that. Right. Do you think you would bet that just for like pure protection now? I don't know what he's doing with ace four suited on the turn. Probably checks it again to keep the pot small. Yeah, maybe. Probably. I mean, he's trying to get two pair to fold. He's trying to get slightly better aces. Like he's chopping with all the other aces now anyway. Yeah. So he's trying to fold out a chop. That seems like stupid. Like it's not worth it in this spot considering all the bad things that can happen. Do we just be to protect against the diamonds. draws? Yeah, the diamond draws mostly. You'd expect the spade draw to show up by now, but maybe not. Either one or, of them might have shown up, though, on the turn. Either one might semi-bluff the turn themselves. But they also might not because it's a four straight. Yeah, that's true. So I guess you could maybe bet that type of hand, but that's a stretch. I agree. Stretch. Garrett could have ace-10 for... Like, I think he could check yeah. back ace-10 on the flop. There's not a ton of value in betting ace-10 on that flop. Um, Not a huge amount. He can have ace-10. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, Berkey absolutely cannot fold at this point with the redraw to the full house. It would be real bad if Garrett had two kings. That's that's the nightmare for Berkey. Yes, but so be it. Yeah. So Berkey calls. Yep. He shouldn't consider raising, right? There's no reason. I don't like raising at all here. No. Also, Perkins can still have a 10 once in a while, and raising could just get us in like, could just cost us a huge amount of money for no reason. Yep. So like Bill, we raise Perkins puts on a big three bet. Now we have to fold after putting in like 40 K. Yeah, that would suck. Sounds awful. Bill Perkins folds mercifully ending his journey in the hand with the <laughs> nine, six of hearts. Yeah. The pot is now 33,100. We got ace king, queen, jack, two, two spades, two diamonds. The king came on the turn. The river is the three of hearts. Okay. Doesn't bring any of the flush draws. No diamond. That's good for Berkey. No diamond. Berkey checks. Yep. Should Garrett go for it? That's an interesting question. Okay. We bet 10,000 and got called. It's hard to put Berkey on a diamond draw or on a, when, when we bet 10K. Yeah, Berkey's called. more likely to lead a diamond draw than check call a diamond draw. I really think so. And he'd probably check raise a diamond draw if he was going to continue with if he's, it. If he's going to check it, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's not going to call out of position 10K. That just seems crazy. Right. So we don't have like the seven, eight of diamonds to get out of there, which right. Berkey probably doesn't have preflop anyway, but that's not really part of his range no matter what now. Yeah, he's got, so he's got a made hand of some sort. Is, is what we really have to believe. Right. So the question is, so if he has a made hand, but he didn't lead the turn and he just checked called on this two diamond, two spade board with Bill Perkins and another player and, and Garrett in too. He's, I would guess he often has a two parent type hand. I like, would guess he either has a set of jacks. Can have ace like, queen suited. I think ace queen suited, maybe ace jack suited. Mm-hmm. And those yeah. are the kinds of hands that make the most sense. That's that's like the majority of what makes yeah. sense. And, and the set of jacks is definitely part of that. Sure. So if we're going to go for it as Garrett, we need to target those hands. Say like, I'm trying to get two, like a good two pair or better to fold. Ugh. Sounds terrible. Sounds like a terrible plan. Well, Garrett's going to go for it. And he's going to go for it. He big. He's Garrett. 33,100 in the pot. Six high. Garrett bets 50K. Yeah. I mean... Look, if you're going to go for it, if you're going to bet the river and Garrett's smart enough, and this is sort of where I give Garrett a lot of credit. He's smart enough to understand that this is probably the range he's up against, right? Like yeah. two pair plus aces up plus. Berkey doesn't have ace five here, right? right. Like he's never calling preflop with that hand. Right. Berkey's got like, ace ace, jack, like you said, ace jack, ace queen, jack, jack, 
most of the time. Yeah. Maybe a few other weird stuff, but. And every all- once in a while, Berkey's going to show up with a 10 and that's going to be too bad for Garrett. Uh, right. He's going to yeah, have yeah. two 10s or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, but the idea is then to go after these other hands and, and fold on. So the thing I like about what Garrett's doing is he understands what he's targeting to fold and he knows he's got to size it up huge to get these things to even give himself a chance to fold these hands out. Like, how do I fold ace jack on this board? Well, I can't bet 20,000 because Berkey might just decide whatever. I'm getting too good a price. He's sort of mathy. He may call. Right? Yeah. So I got to make it way, way tougher than I got to price him out with some of these price out some of that distribution anyway. Like Ashiak really shouldn't probably shouldn't be calling for 50k. Berkey may sit there and think, is Ashiak like the worst hand I show up with? It might be, you know. Jeez. Yeah, I, and this is actually a good story by Garrett because yeah. Berkey's range is so easily defined here, like we're talking about, as a pretty strong hand mm-hmm. that if you had a 10, you might bet 50k because you're like, well, he's got a super strong range, like non-10 related, mm-hmm. but super strong range. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a cool story that makes sense. It's just like is it worth it? I guess is the major right. question because you're betting so much to win 33K. And here's the other side of it too, or the, or the additional question. It's not another side, but the additional question. We're Garrett, man. Our rep is so ridiculous. True. In terms of like our, the image at the table is always going to be, I'm the crazy guy who bluffs so, so, so much. So that makes it so much harder to get through when you're bluffing into such a strong range of Berkey that I'm yeah. not sure if this is a good idea. That's fair. And that, I mean, that's a problem that people like Garrett are going to run into forever. Him and yep. like Tom Dwan and people who just have this reputation of being crazy. Right. I mean, it's interesting to me that Garrett has this reputation yet still continually plays this way. And I think it works for him anyway, because no limit hold him is a scary game. It is. You know, it's just like scary. So he's like, yeah, I don't have to have it, but guess what? It's still scary for you and you're still going to fold too much. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the case. So, all so right. here he is taking a shot. He's takes, he takes a shot. It's, I mean, it's I don't a know good if, story. I don't know if it's Berkey's the right guy to do this against, but I it's a good story. I question that Berkey's the right guy to do this. Against. All right. So you're Berkey. You're sitting there. Yeah. What's going through your head? Okay. So I'm thinking a few different things. Number one, I'm thinking, okay, Garrett's story does make sense as having a 10 here. Yeah. Like we said, ace 10 and 10, 10, both make sense. I no longer think he, think he has Kings. Not worried about Kings. Why? He's not, I don't believe he'd bet. Um, his hand is too strong to bet. And he'd be worried if he bet 50K, he'd be folding out too much, too many worse hands and only getting called. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense based on the range we gave Berkey. Why? Because if Berkey has a 10, so be it. You right. know, that's the same thing. Like, uh, but Berkey's hands are mostly defined as ace, jack, 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 and ace, queen, right? Right. But Garrett's betting 50K because he thinks he can actually fold out ace, jack, and ace, queen. Right. But jack, part of the jack, story jack. is saying, like, I want to get called by those hands. Right. But I don't think he'd actually do that with Kings. I think Kings is like the check hand. Like he doesn't have very many hands here, right? That makes sense for value. Anyway, he's got like Kings, he's got tens and he's got bluffs basically. Right. Right. I, I, I just think he still has Kings even for 50 K here. I think Kings is a check. I don't think he, I don't maybe he bets less with Kings cause he's trying to get, but, or may, but I think he probably just checks it back. It's like, I think I win. I usually win. I don't know. I think you can, if you want to bet 50 K here, it's nice to be able to add Kings into your range. As far as value is concerned, I just think it's. I think you, I'd be really worried about what part of Berkey's, how much of Berkey's distribution can really call me, and like if it's going to work out. Like when you have five, when you have six high, well, we're trying to fold out all of Berkey's distribution. But Obviously, when, but when you're with Kings, now we're trying to get called by only the worst things in Berkey's distribution. And there's not very many things there. And while tens are part, still part of his distribution too, which obviously beat us. And 
obviously we're going to get raised if, if he has that. Yeah. I don't know. I think it might be a check. Well, just, I mean, like, but obviously Berkey's range is the same against Kings as it is against mm-hmm. a 10. Of course it is. But, oh, against the Kings and a 10. Yes. Yeah. Right. But the problem is a 10 doesn't have to, a 10 is, doesn't mind if Berkey has a 10. Right. I know. Kings but I'm do. like, Berkey rarely has a 10. I like, we glossed, I glossed that over mm-hmm. in talking about Berkey's range from Gareth's yeah. perspective. It's really hard for Berkey to have a 10. He like barely ever does. I mean, I don't feel like Garrett makes this many like mergy plays. This is, this is, I don't really think Kings is mergy. Like, yeah, I don't think Berkey I mean, really you're has not pulling out a better hand. It's not really mergy. No, it's, it's thin to bet 50 K with Kings. You don't think so? You I really think, it, think, I so? think it's thin, but I think Garrett would do it. And I think it would probably be correct. If you're going to, if you're going to bluff 50 K here, which he's going to have a ton of hands, he's going to have ACE 10. He's going to have 10, 10. He's going to have a couple other random tens, I guess. I think mm-hmm. he needs to add King King into there because he, because oh, he's going to be bluffing so much. Yeah, and he, that's a good reason to do it. And he and he beats, but the here's here's vast majority of Berkey's. Well, well, let me ask you a question. Okay, so as Garrett, we think Berkey's basically got Ace Jack, Ace Queen, Jack Jack, right? Yeah, for for like hands that those are the most sensible old. hands. Yeah, obviously you can have other stuff. Yeah, but like basically that's what we're looking at. Here. Yeah. Okay. Um, what percent? How much of those hands do you think are going to call when we bet fifty k? Let's say as let's say we have kings and we're trying to get called by those hands. How, or, t- or a 10 like how, what like he's not going to call with all combos of all those hands right he's matt berkey he's not we've seen him make huge folds i yeah i don't know it's hard to say I mean, he's gonna fold especially when we over bet the pot like this i think he's gonna fold a lot of those hands now not all of them of course but he should be folding like some of the worst hands in the distribution which is probably all the ace jacks and some of the ace queens and maybe more than some of the ace queens because you're betting more than pot now, maybe you just feel like maybe it comes down to sort of what you're saying. None of that matters because we're just going to have too many bluffs and we have to have more strength. Yeah. And so I you just so. say, whatever, who cares? I have way too many six highs here not to uh, not to bet kings. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying if I were Berkey and I was playing against Garrett, yeah, I would be worried that he'd had a set of kings. Okay. I would think it was possible. Okay. I wouldn't be worried. I wouldn't be as worried about it, but fine. It's only three combos anyway. Yeah. It's not a huge difference. All right. So we're Berkey. We're sitting there. We're thinking maybe as a set of kings. Okay. Maybe he's got ace 10, which he probably has unsuited ace 10. As sure, let's the, say he does. Let's say he can have that. Why not? I mean, Perkins open. He, he three by yeah. five, six suited. So he's yeah, obviously got, his pocket tens. Right. That one makes the most sense. So unsuited ace 10 is going to be 12 combos. Pocket tens is going to be six combos. Yep. So we're at 21 combos so far. Yep. Then we got to add in some random tens, like probably some nine yeah, ten suited type yeah. hands and jack 10 suited type hands. Hands like that. Mm-hmm. Um, jack 10 suited, obviously, is just one combo because Berkey has a set of jacks here. Queen 10 suited, maybe. So that'll be three more combos. So it's, it's going to probably come up to something like 30 to 35 combos if you did okay. a little bit of subjective that math. That seems fine. And so this is where like it doesn't really matter so much where if we're giving him pocket kings or not yeah. or how many combos, right? Because it's like 31, it's 28. Yeah. It's not a huge part of that range. So that's yeah. good. So from Berkey's point of view, like whether he's giving him pocket Kings or not, it shouldn't change his decision too much. Right. So this is one of those spots that is so subjective and tough because it just comes down to, okay, that's the value. Now I just have to kind of make up the bluffs. I don't think you can even do this with Garrett. I think it's impossible to really decide what bluffs does he have or what bluffs doesn't he have. He might have all the bluffs. I don't know how to do that with him. Like at this point, he probably has too many bluffs is probably what I would guess without really knowing just from seeing all the hands we've seen. Um, I think you can't, I think the way to make a decision against a guy like Garrett in this spot, specifically Garrett is, um, you have to use distribution, don't you? Like yeah. How I think else so. are you going to do it? Yep. Okay. So for using distribution, we're Berkey. We're sitting there. We're like, okay, 
I have a few tens. Yep. Not that many, but some. He has pocket tens, but he's probably not going to play them all this way. Mostly he's not. That's why I'm saying a few. Yeah. Mostly he's not going to play a ten this way, but sometimes he will. And so he's got a few tens. Yeah. His next best hand, maybe he can have pocket queens once in a while. I think he while. can have pocket queens. Okay. Cool. He can have three combos of queens. Uh, let's assume he play them all this way because yeah. he played jacks this way. We got three combos of jacks. We've got ace queen and ace jack. Right, which are probably just suited. Maybe ace queen off and ace jack suited. Sure. Let's say that. All right. So ace jack suited is going to be three combos. Okay. And ace queen off is going to be nine combos. Great. So there's 12 of those. And then there's six of the sets. And then there's some amount of tens. Right. Not that many, but a few. Right. We'll call, let's call it, I don't know, four or five combos. I don't know. So we're in like the 65th percentile of our distribution or so. With right. The set of jacks. Right. And so, okay. And the price we're getting is 50K to win 83 one. Right. So that's not bad. It's not right. bad. It's not great. It's not great. But if we're using, if we're using distribution, I think jacks is a clear call. Yeah, I think that's probably correct. I think ace queen is the only like you call with just a few of your ace queens and you throw most of them away, yeah. basically. Um, and you uh, you clearly fold ace jack. You have to call with queens. It's clearly up there. Yeah, obviously you're never obviously you're raising tens and that's it. Yeah, but I think jacks is good enough. And against a guy like Garrett, you you're going to twist yourself in knots trying to figure this out if you don't just use distribution like. Against a guy like this, the only move is to use distribution, I think. Yeah. If anything, we might say he's got too many bluffs. I have to call with all my ace-queens. Now, i got to drop something, so I'll drop, I'll drop the ace-jacks. Maybe I'll drop two ace-queens, but I'll keep all the rest. Like, I have to call with more stuff, not less stuff, because it's freaking Garrett. Garrett's more apt to have bluffs, not, not less likely to have bluffs, right? Yeah. So, so to me, Jax is like, it sucks, but also I think we just have to throw a chip in the pot and, you know, and see what happens, see what he has. Are we concerned at all that... Garrett could also have sets of aces and sets of queens. Could he possibly play them this way? That's a good question. I would really expect him to bet those on the flop. We're three ways. Perkins call the three bet. We cold call the three bet. We can have a set of jacks. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't he be trying to get value right away? I mean, there's there's gut shots. There's there's a flush draw on the flop also. It's just no reason not to bet that I can think of. So yeah, I agree. I, I don't think you're wrong. He can probably have a little bit of aces and queens. Yeah, but probably not very much at all. Like, I don't think he even has one combo of each of those. I think it's less than one combo. Like most of the time he's betting. those. wouldn't expect him to show up with a spade draw either, though. I agree. That is a good point. But I'm not trying to figure out what his bluffs are personally, because I don't know how to do that with him. Yeah. I think he can show up with with a club draw here. I, and there are no clubs on the board. Yeah, I think he can show up with six, five of clubs as far as yeah, I know. I think so. So. It's all the same. Right. Ultimately. No, I, think, I think the distribution argument is what you have to go with in a situation like this. It is a big bet, so you don't have to call with as much of your distribution as you often would. Right. But jacks are the third best hand in our distribution, and combinatorially, they're a lot higher up than that in a way. Right. If that makes sense. Because in terms of all the hands that would be yeah. in there, yeah. Yeah, because of all the combos of ace-queen that are available mostly is but, the reason. Yeah. Like you said, it's like in the 64. Fifth percent, something around something, there, something maybe even a little higher, depending on how many tens. Maybe we can't really have any tens or almost no tens at right. all, and then it moves up. Too. And if we don't have pocket queens, then it go, moves up too. Right. If we're four betting queens, which by the way we really might be. Yeah. Um. Now it's like it's an insta call. Right. But Berkey decides to fold. Yeah. He just believes Garrett. He just decides he just has tens here, and and I don't like that he overbet it. Right. I think yeah. if Garrett bets twenty k, he gets called, and this is where. 
sort of, I don't know if it's the genius of Garrett, but the something of Garrett, the moxie of Garrett. He's like, I got to fold out like some of Berkey's strong range here. So I have to bet really big. Yeah. I don't think he necessarily thinks he's going to fall out of hand as good as a set of jacks, but he's, but like ace queen, it's a disaster if he's getting called by all the ace queens. So I, I like the thought process there. Hmm. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's pretty interesting that this is, that this works. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like, is this a profitable fold for Berkey? Again, not obviously in a vacuum against an unknown opponent. I think it is a problem. Oh yeah. Fold. It's like an instant easy fold. Yeah. But against the guys who are, who are Garrett Garrett and guys just like <laughs> against him. the guys who are Garrett. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are yeah. guys like Garrett, right? Yeah. Who just don't have to have it and are going to pounce on any scare cards and are going to overbet the pot when they don't have it. Also when they do, but when they don't as just as just, just all the time, it feels like, can we can this possibly be profitable? It, I don't see how it could be to fold two jacks here. I don't think it can be. Not against Garrett. But you know, Berkey and Garrett have played together a lot more than we've seen them play. So That's maybe true. maybe there's a, like we just see the Garrett flashy hands. Maybe Garrett is like a lot more solid in general. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe that's true. I mean, I just feel like every time the board gets scary, Garrett's gonna like put pressure on you, right? Yep. So like when we have a strong hand, we just have to hang in there and pay him off. And once in a while he has us and mostly we make money and over time it's great. And like, maybe we lose $50,000 on this river. Sometimes we're going to sometimes, Yeah. but I think mostly we're going to win because mostly he's going to like complain when we turn over, not the nuts. And as, as he does when right. Dan Zach calls him in a spot where Dan Zach always has to call him. Like, I feel like Dan Zach would have called comfortably here. Yeah. But Dan Zach doesn't play these stakes. So no, of course he doesn't. Yeah, of course he doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh well done by Garrett. It worked. Yeah, I mean, well done because it worked. But I know? think, no, I think he made the right bet if he's going to give himself a chance. Okay, that's true. He also didn't have to take the shot. But yeah. I agree, if he's going to take the shot, I love the 50K sizing. Yeah, I do too. And uh, man, this really did not work out for Berkey. No, Berkey got got. Yeah. If Berkey plays this differently, he almost always wins it too. If he four bets pre, he's going to win. I don't ever expect him to donk the flop, but if he bets the turn, which he could do. I don't love betting the turn. Don't get me wrong. But he could do because there's two flush draws out there and stuff. He's not going to do that. Give me a Mike Sexton beekeeper thing. Let's go. <laughs> Vince, I think the beekeeper got stung that time. That's what you were <laughs> laughing about so hard. It's so good. It's really not that good. <laughs> Beekeeper's going to have to get some more honey. <laughs> it's so good. What dude. is the matter with you? I was expecting a lot more than that. Really? Yeah. Oh, the beekeeper you... got stung that time. <laughs> it makes perfect sense because beekeepers usually don't get stung. Don't you get it? <laughs> I I mean, there, I could come up with a better one for a different thing, like right away. Go ahead. It looks like the car salesman's going to have to talk to his manager about this one, Vince. That's not bad. Come on, that's way better. No, it's really not. Tag your tweets. <laughs>